On today's Believe in Chicago Sports podcast, we're previewing the Super Bowl, or big game. What are we legally allowed to say? I don't know anymore. We're previewing the big matchup between Mahomes and Brady, and talk about some Bears ties. And then we talk about Super Bowl food, because what's more important than your menu on Super Bowl Sunday? All that and more coming up on episode 42 now. Welcome in to the Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast with your host, myself, Dan Collins, and the man across the Skype for me, Joey Gelman, who you can find on Twitter at Joey Gelman. I myself am there as well on the Tweet Machine. You can find me at TweetDanCollins. And this wonderful fine show you can find on Twitter as well at Believe in Chicago. We, of course, are brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one network for professionals. Joey, the big game this Sunday. I'm sure you're super excited. We were looking and researching and talking about any little bitty ties that potentially are very, very well beloved Chicago Bears in the city potentially have to the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. And I'm sure many listeners have already seen the tweets out there and seen some of the connections. So we'll break it. We'll break them down um, as we go along just to, you know, just rub our misery in it a little more because with the Super Bowl coming up, you just want to remind yourself um, that the Bears are not in there and then you're going to see a quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs in Patrick Mahomes that the Bears passed up in the 2017 draft for a one Mitch Trubisky and then like I like I mentioned a lot of the listeners probably saw out there too the goofy ties such as in 2013 when the Bears went ahead and said let's hire Let's get that guy Tressman over there from in, in Canada. He's doing some good things in Canada, right? That good old Mark Tressman. Let's bring him in. That was back in 2013 to remind all the lovely listeners for instead Bruce Aarons, who's going to be manning the ship for the Buccaneers this Sunday and leading the charge. And then the other connection, 2012, when Phil Emery, we liked him, right, was hired over Jason Light, who is now the general manager for said Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, Joey, when I tell you that, how does that make you feel? Makes you feel good, right? Oh, it feels great. It's just f- so damn frustrating and depressing because I, I know you can't play revisionist history and and get. Oh, any, sure you can. We'll do it right now. Well, you can play it, but you're not getting any joy out of it because it's all yeah, ugly. Um, but no, it's just it. It just shows you, unfortunately, how this team has operated to where they just continue to make every wrong decision and that they tried to buck some trends and try something out of the box, and it just clearly didn't work to where now, you know, you have two teams in the Super Bowl that, I'm not saying the Bears would have been there, but, I mean, you wouldn't have had to go through Mark Tressman, John Fox, and Matt Nagy. You could potentially still have Bruce Arians and have built something that's at least a, a, a contender for at least the division for for a decent chunk of, of years. That's all you could really ask for, but instead spiraled ever since then and think about that right 2012 was lovey smith's last year because that's when they hired phil emory and And then six winning season right so since then i mean it's very easy to to look down the list of ugliness and see what's occurred to where now you got the teams in the super bowl that took all of your mistakes and turned them into potential super bowl ring yeah no 100 percent and 
And listen, I'm with you in terms of, sure, you could go on ahead and play revisionist history and go back as many years as you want, starting with, like, it was the first one in 2012 when the Chicago Bears brought in Emery over Jason Light. Now, once again, general manager for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Started there 2014. I mean, Bruce Aarons, I remember at the time, back in 2013, and then about a season or two in, that was one of the ones a lot of the media here in Chicago and even probably you know nationwide a little bit of a story here or there it would reference how the bears missed that one right how the bears probably should have went with with bruce aarons over mark tressman and his fine canadian football league resume and everything he brought or didn't bring to the table that actually is one that i do think about because at that time it would have been nice to maybe make the right decision at coach and then the biggest one for sure is the 2017 draft where the bears take trubisky over mahomes and i would say more or less watson even though watson isn't in the super bowl he's having his own problems there in houston um but sure if you were to go all the way back and play it back i don't the bears definitely don't hire you know emory as their general manager in 2012 i don't necessarily think they take jason like either you know who knows but it's funny when you look at it that way Right. When it's somebody who, oh, that guy was potentially a Chicago Bear hire and he wasn't. And look how successful they are now. Still, I think the main reason why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are successful, and I guess this is, you know, a pat on the back to their general manager, brought in somebody like Tom Brady, was able to get the job done there. Because let's face it, no TB12, no Super Bowl appearance for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is the main reason why they are in the Super Bowl this year. And We can get into it a little later. I think if they were to even win the game, it's probably not necessarily going to be because of TB12. It's probably going to be because of the defense. But still, the reason still stands that they're not going to make the Super Bowl this year without Tom Brady. So, sure, you could say the Bears passed on this exec or they passed on this head coach. I don't think that's the biggest problem surrounding the team. (laughs) I think it's more connected to the 2017 failure, right, the really big one between Bears passing up on Mahomes for Trubisky to trade up once again to remind everybody for Trubisky instead of getting Patrick Mahomes, who is now the face of the league and he's facing it's it's upcoming goat versus reigning goat, right? Moving into this. So you look at those things and it's definitely just it's just one of those weird slap in the faces. And I mean, any Super Bowl, I'm sure you could go back. This is for Super Bowls prior, and this is going to be for Super Bowls, you know, after this one, all the ones, you know, upcoming once we're once we wrap up this one on sunday is there's always going to be some kind of little funky tie there right and i don't think that any of these you know any of the other two besides the mahomes one is a huge swing and miss on the bears resume but it does remind me of just an uh on what's the word of just a terrible fact i guess just for a better way of putting it and 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 um it's basically that what you said, Joey, where does this team ever get it right? It's just another reminder, an, an unfortunate reminder. There it is. I, I could speak now that, wow, this team, you know, the Bears, the, the Bears front office, the guys up there making the moves, whether it be bringing in and hiring the GM or having now the GM and the head coach and finding the players on the field to get the job done. They don't get it right too many times, do they? Or they haven't gotten it right far too many times, right? And we, we've talked about it a lot. We've talked about it a hell of a lot on this show very often, and that's once again just what it is, another unfortunate reminder of 
Wow, yeah, I guess maybe the Bears did miss there. And just like they missed the year after and the year after and the year before and the year before, it's it's just continuous with this team, right? And you just hope, moving on, they stop missing as much and start hitting. But, you know, we'll get to all that once once the season concludes this, this Sunday. Hopefully a really good game, you know. And if there's one thing the Bears should do, Joey, I think that they should learn from this game. Let's see what winning football is like. This is the second year in a row that the Chicago Bears, you know, front office personnel, which they should be doing most definitely, is watching the Super Bowl and seeing what winning football is. This is the second year in a row they're going to be reminded of Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs offense. Not saying they're going to go out there and win, even though, once again, we could get this a little far down the show. That would be my prediction. But... It shows what a winning team is, a team that can make it to the Super Bowl in back-to-back years. And then you're going to look at the flip side of the field and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're going to see what they've built up. And then you're going to say, huh, that's also how winning football can be done, right? Oh, that's also how you can beat the Packers, So, <laughs> which the which the Buccaneers did just uh, just almost two weeks ago. So, you know, we, we hope that uh, – you know, the, the Bears have sat out many, many a Super Bowl since 2016. Was it now 15 years, if I'm doing the math correctly, since that Super Bowl down in Miami for the Chicago Bears when Devin Hester decided he was going to open it up, return one for six, and then that was the biggest play, basically, for the Bears uh, the whole game. So, yeah, I, I would agree, you know, once again, that it, it's easy to look at bits and pieces like this and connect it. But if, if anything, all it is is just a reminder that, wow. This team strikes out a lot, don't they? Yep. And that's what the worst part is. It's 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 one thing if you strike out and you know you struck out after the fact, but it's now magnified to an entire nation and a, and on a huge level that is now kind of unprecedented for what's going on. And so that's what's the most frustrating is like you're okay. You can make a mistake. Like, okay, you 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 missed on on Mahomes, and I'm not saying that's an okay mistake, but I'm saying you're allowed one, right? But now you look at it and you go, okay, like there are some teams around the league that have your former players, have your former coaches, and they're they're fine. But this is a whole other level. This is three members that you just referenced that they passed on that are now all in the Super Bowl, the place you want to be. Is it going to be a graphic? Are we going to get a graphic? It should of this? be. Oh, I man, mean, I mean, seriously, like, like that's where you can swing and miss, but you swung and miss on three guys that are now representing teams in the Super Bowl, whether it's player, GM, and now coach. And when you look at the history of it, you go, okay, Bruce Arians, three straight years with the Cardinals in the playoffs, like. What well, it's trans- the Bears trifecta too. It's what we talked about in the last show. GM, head coach, quarterback. Right. That's exactly right. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Like that's so right. Of like everything we question is each one of these guys that is now in the Super Bowl, and like yeah. that, that, that should tell you everything that they had the wherewithal to not see that through to where now in 2020, 2021 Super Bowl, it's all on display for you, and you keep having to be reminded. Like, if, if, if Patrick Mahomes wins, like, I know we'll get to the game, but, you know, if he wins, that's already his second Super Bowl. His second. In four years. Right. That, that's Tom Brady pace right there. Right. And so it's like the, the, the Bears haven't been back, like you said, since 06, let alone sniffed it since 2010. And so you just sit here and it'd be one thing if he was like a decent player like oh it's it's lamar jackson it's good like he's a great player fine but now they're starting to 
reel off championship after championship, and you go, how many times do I have to sit here and watch this one guy who I frankly want to watch every time he's on TV, but to know that your team said, not good enough, or to Watson and go, not worth a dinner, and you go, <laughs> what are we doing here? Not worth here? a dinner. Like even Kyle oh, Long got like on yesterday. Terrible, yeah. Like it's like I'll take you to dinner, even if I don't like you. Yeah. It's no, nice. I I know. I it, it's nuts, really. It is, and yeah, you know, two and four for for Patrick Mahomes in terms of just appearances. You know, maybe he gets the victory, maybe he doesn't. But two appearances in four seasons that doesn't sound all too bad to me. Like I said, I mean that's Tom Brady pace. You know, what is what is he now? Ten for twenty one? Is it? Um, yeah, because he had the nine Super Bowl appearances with New England <laughs> before he decided to depart, and now he gets one. Uh, his first Super Bowl appearance in the NFC with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's crazy. I mean, it, it's absolutely wild. And and once again, it's not saying that, oh, well, if they did pick the right GM in 2012 instead of having him go to the Bucs in 2014, and if they did pick their correct coach in 2013 in Bruce Aarons instead of having him go to the Bucs, uh, sure, like I said, I, I don't think all that would have added up to a Super Bowl appearance. Don't get me wrong. But still, it highlights you you missed a good amount. You know, if these guys have now made it to the big game, then there's something you're definitely not doing right because you're miles behind them, right? You're, you're miles behind them. And look at where – it's funny because, sure, while Mahomes might be on the Kansas City side of this and not with the Buccaneers where they have, you know, call it the failure that, you know, the 2020, the 2012 failure and in, in, in taking Emery as GM and then Tressman in 2013 then having to get Nagy along the way. But once again – that that front office in Tampa Bay was able to bring in Tom Brady. And, oh, it's cold in Chicago. Tom, we, 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 Ryan Pace never had a chance of bringing Tom Brady in, right? Because it's, it's too cold here or whatever else the reasons were for Tom Brady. He, he was done playing in the cold weather. But still, they were able to get the quarterback position right in TB12. And that's why they're in the Super Bowl. And then the Chiefs, they were able to draft the right quarterback in 2017 and Patrick Mahomes because they believed he was the right guy for their offense. And he's the perfect guy for their offense. And you know the the rest so far is is a quick history lesson. Is, you know it's it's in the history books. So it's it's obviously going to be. I, I'm I'm expecting one one heck of a game this Sunday. I mean it, it's very it's a it's it's definitely it's going to be a super historic Super Bowl, right? Like I can't remember a Super Bowl matchup like this. I'm I'm on. You can help me out here, Joey. Maybe like in my lifetime in terms of the quarterbacks going up against each other one quarterback who is literally just renowned but the consensus is he is the goat he is the best to ever do it at that position and tom brady and somebody who just in four quick years two super bowl appearances is looking like he might be the one out of nowhere to go on ahead and maybe try to match that type of career he definitely has the skill set to do it we have a long way to go but you know, you're talking about a guy in Patrick Mahomes who a lot of people are already considering a Hall of Famer. Like it's already almost written in stone that he's going to he's going to Canton, you know, in the NFL Hall of Fame. It's crazy to think that. So I just can't anything in my lifetime, there's no quarterback matchup in a Super Bowl that e- even comes close to that, really. Right? And here there are the Chicago Bears who've never had a quarterback in right. their history, unless you're talking right. about Sid Luckman. <laughs> No, I think you're right. I, I I can't think of one. I mean, you know, there's been good matchups on paper, whether the game's sure. not okay, but, you know, whether it's 
you know, Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger or Russell Wilson versus Tom Brady. And like, there's, there's names here and there. Right. But, nine of them are going to be Tom Brady. Right. right? Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe you can do Tom Brady versus Manning. Good old Eli who was able to defeat him. Right. Well, yeah. Even that, I'm, you know, I'm being silly, but yeah, if you go, if you, if you're thinking about nine of them, it's going to be Tom Brady versus whoever, Brady Goff, Brady Ryan, but it's not even close to yeah. Brady Mahomes. No, it, it, it's something on, you know, unseen by our eyes and i'm excited hopefully we're able to have a good one i mean i was listening to some shows today and i know you know mike florio was talking about the super bowl i believe it was 19 and it was dan marino in his first super bowl and only super bowl which is crazy to fathom uh but it was marino as a rookie versus joe montana and you and you could have pegged it where Marino would have gone on to win four more Super Bowls, and it was the end of Joe Montana, and and Marino never got back, and Montana won two more after that, and it was just that, that was has a, to be the closest. It has to be the closest, and I'm like that was a good comp, even though the game was not great, but but this is something that is truly remarkable to see, and it's it's on, on both levels because you're seeing a generational once in a lifetime talent in Mahomes that you may never see again, but also the ridiculous specimen that is Tom Brady where he's able to play this long at this high of a level and holds the water. Right. The damn water. <laughs> the T B twelve water. And like and is able to will a team, even though they didn't play that great in the NFC championship in the second half, but will a team again to yeah. a Super Bowl. Like it, it it's you know, you think about in the NBA, right? Like, like LeBron is that factor that can take a team to a title. Hundred percent. There really doesn't exist. That doesn't really exist in other team sports like that, especially in football. Like, you have a good quarterback. Are you sure? Because I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's think about this here now. Tom Brady, granted, the best to ever do it, but some would argue Michael Jordan and LeBron James are, you know, goat, goat one A, goat one A, goat one B. Tom Brady. 10 out of the 21 seasons he's played, damn near 50% of the time, he's in the Super Bowl. The the stat we just rambled off about Patrick Mahomes, who's arguably maybe going to be the next best to ever do it, two out of four already. Right. And to keep up that pace, that would be incredibly tough. And that's a tall order, right, to, to give Patrick Mahomes. But still, it still goes to show you that if you are the elite of elite of elite quarterbacks, right, like the top three, top right. four then you can be actually. Right. You can be LeBron James, and that's what I was going to to, to move oh towards. No, you're fine. You were on the same <laughs> wavelength as me. But that's yeah. what I'm saying is we haven't seen that yet in the NFL as good as the elite of elite quarterbacks have been. Mm. Brady's bucked that. He's your LeBron. He literally yeah. switched teams to a Bucks team that was just okay. It hasn't really been relevant for 20 years. And it's like LeBron going boom. back to the Cavs, right? Boom in the Super Bowl yeah. in the first year. It's 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 remarkable. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's kind of what it reminds me of. Like you said, it's almost like LeBron going to the Cavs and then bringing them back to the promised land again is what Tom Brady is. And once again, it unfortunately all ties right back to the beers. And it goes to show goes to show you, one, how far the beers are from being continuous Super Bowl contenders, not even just sneaking into the playoffs, but this is how far you are from being a consistent Super Bowl contender. If you want to consistently be a team that is one of the top favorites to reach, just reach it, not necessarily win it, but just reach the Super Bowl, you have to have a top-notch franchise quarterback guy. And this is why we could get back into Deshaun Watson talk now, where 
Do the Bears land him? Do the Bears have enough to land him? Maybe and probably not. However, I see like a lot of things out there where, oh, you know, if it was, say, two first rounders and two second rounders, you know, maybe you throw in like a third rounder and sure, you know, I could stomach that. But don't you dare try to take Roquan. Don't you dare try to take, you know, a Bilal Nichols. And are you kidding me? No, take it because it's not a dominant you know, outside linebacker or middle linebacker or safety or cornerback or any other position on defense, rather, that you could give me. That is the reason so many teams year in and year out could reach and compete for the promised land. It's the quarterback position. So if you could potentially bring in a guy who can at least be, you would hope, a top five guy in the league and Sean Watson showing he could be a top five quarterback in this league. You get him, no questions asked, even if after a few draft picks, enough capital that you're willing to stomach, even if it does take a prime defensive player or two, you do do it because that is what can help you compete for the promised land year in and year out. Because, And sure, Brady, the GOAT, best to ever do it. Half the time, damn near half the time he's playing in a season, he's going to reach the Super Bowl. The stats show that. Damn near almost 50% of the time. Same thing for Patrick Mahomes. If I'm doing the math right, that would be 50%. (laughs) Right? Two years and four seasons. And you look at any other Super Bowl prior, the majority of the time, you're going to have at least one dominant quarterback there, sometimes two. I mean, you might find them where it's Tom Brady versus Goff or something like that, where it's like, oh, okay, not a really great quarterback there. Or you have a fluky year where Nick Foles just goes off and wins a Super Bowl MVP. But that's why you would do it, right? It almost ties back to the Bears and what you would give up for somebody like that, for a top-tier quarterback. And no, Deshaun Watson is not a Tom Brady and he's not a Patrick Mahomes. Maybe he will be one day. Who knows? But he's far behind that. He's definitely not pacing, but still a pretty damn good quarterback. He Look at his passing numbers this year, right? So that is why I would still be willing to give up the draft capital. And if it's what, if it's what makes the Texans bite, if it's like a Roquan Smith or something, you do it. I don't want to hear something about depleting the defense that's already aging because you want to talk about defense in this town? You go back to 1985-86, and how many Super Bowls did that bring you? One. So I don't want to hear it. Well, it's the same thing. Like I'm just I'm just reading through because I'm forgetting all the stat sure. lines. But, you know, think about someone like Brian Urlacher, right? Like, yep. phenomenal talent. How many talent. did for this town? Right, zero. Phenomenal yeah, talent. Generational talent. Probably a Hall of Famer. Or, I'm sorry, he is yeah. a Hall of Famer. He is a Hall of Famer. Um, kind of a kooky man now, outside of sports. But <laughs> Hall of Famer nonetheless. And, but you sit here and you go, but... A defensive linebacker can't win you a championship single-handedly. A Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes quarterback can do that. And there's a reason why, as good as Erlacher was, the great playoff runs they had, his tenure with the Bears, blah, blah, blah. But you needed the other piece of the puzzle and a quarterback to propel them to get to those contending opportunities. And they about, never had uh, it. And think about not even just Erlacher, but all the other, you know, good Bears defenses he he helped lead. All the other good players he had with him, a, a Peanut Tillman, a Lance Briggs, a Mike Brown. Granted, you know, unfortunately injured a lot of the times, but still like other awesome defensive players too. With him, a Hall of Famer at that middle linebacker position, leading the charge, and still only one Super Bowl appearance out of it, and basically strict 
almost all in all because of the defense that year, right? But look at what that got you, that dominant, just ridiculously awesome defense in only one appearance because you just didn't have what it took on the other side of the ball. So that's what I'm saying. I'm glad it sounds like we're seeing eye to eye to this. If if it's going to cost you a prime defensive player or two, you do it. You do it because just look at what teams look, look at the team the teams that consistently make it close to the championship, close to playing for the Super Bowl or in the Super Bowl. What's the common denominator? It's that dominant piece at quarterback, right? I mean, even if you want to take it a notch below, uh, even if you want to bring it way down, and we talked about this last week, just to your own division, what team has been great for the past couple decades and why? What's the common denominator? The Green Bay Packers, because no matter if their defense is pretty good, average, below average, they either have a Brett Favre or for the past what, 10 plus years, Aaron Rodgers leading the way, like right. That's that's the common denominator is they they have one of those men under center all those years and that's why they're the powerhouse in the NFC North during that time. So give it all away. Just give it the quarterback, right? It all it always comes back to the Bears and this wonky talk, and I'm tired of it. But it's the truth, right? I mean that that's just what it is. No, it's absolutely the truth, and and I'm I'm on the same page as you. So hopefully they listen to the show and make some changes. But since you. Since you want to talk about the dominant quarterbacks, which dominant quarterback has your oh, eye in this game? What are you feeling? Who's who's taking home the Lombardi Trophy? Man, you know, it's it's a great question. I mean, you think about it, and I think it is going to be Patrick Mahomes. Things are getting a little weird down there with the whole barber situation and you know, COVID, uh, you know, protocols that now are being thrown in, you know, extra, you know, COVID protocols that might even affect this. You know, who knows? I mean, in the next couple, couple days leading up into Sunday, who knows how many players could be out, whether it's COVID related on either side or not. But if everything is where it is now and all the players who are currently active are also going to be active on Sunday, we're, you know, we're not losing any more players, hopefully. And, you know, you want both teams to be as healthy as they can be for multiple reasons. One, just for the safety of this damn country to start. And then two, just because you want to see that, right? Player safety is a good thing. So where we're at now, man, the Chiefs are just, just like we talked, I don't care. I, I get it. All respect to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. And I get that a lot of people, the key to winning would be, Buccaneers defense, better than Chiefs defense. Offensive line, better. They have a Hall of Famer and the GOAT, Tampa Bay does, at quarterback. How could they not have a legitimate chance of winning this thing? And I get it. I just think the Chiefs offense is that damn good to where I almost don't care how good your defense is. I really don't care. And I know they're a little beat up on the offensive line, but once again, I just don't care. This offense is next level shit. I mean, from Andy Reid, you know, from from a schematic standpoint and how he knows how to call all the right buttons to having, who knows, maybe the next up-and-coming GOAT under center in Patrick Mahomes, a Travis Kelsey who is just a freaking beast at tight end and all the other gadgets they have at wide receiver leading the way, obviously, Tyreek Hill. They're just different out there. Like that Kansas City Chiefs offense is different. It's something I've never seen before. The way they can play offense, the way they're innovative, the way they're gutsy, the way they roll the dice and they're successful more times than they're not. And they just have 
it, everything is just so flowing and it's just confident. It's just this disgusting display of confidence spewing from them when they're out there in offense. It doesn't matter how good your defense is. They're going to march down the field and beat you. And then I look at the other side of the football and what Tampa Bay has on offense. You have some good pieces. You know, we'll start with TB12. You know, Mike Evans, Godwin. You know, th- there's definitely – you would say on paper Tampa Bay Buccaneers receivers are are better. I, I think most will get on the edge over the Kansas City Chiefs receivers, even though don't forget about Tyree Kill on that side of the football. But we do we just want to forget and have a short-term memory that Brady threw three interceptions in, toward the end of that game against the Packers. And if the Packers were just – a little bit more sharper than they have been like they have been all season probably could have came out on top of that game because there's no reason why you're the Green Bay Packers the team against you whether it be Tampa Buck Tom Brady and the Bucks or not it doesn't matter you could just insert any team there's no reason why you have Aaron Rodgers and the other offense that you're facing throws three interceptions and you can't eventually just come back from that amount you know a game winning comeback but I digress so I look at it there, and even though you have Tom Brady, and even though you have a good offensive line, and even though you ha- you have a, re- a defense who's really been showing up lately for the Buccaneers, there's no unstoppable piece that they have. I consider the Chiefs' offense legitimately unstoppable. I don't consider the Buccaneers' defense unstoppable, and I don't consider their defense, while all respect to them and playing pretty damn well, I still don't think you're good enough to stop that offensive juggernaut. So in case I haven't figured it out by now, I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Hey, and if they're going to win, he's probably going to win the MVP. So give me Patrick Mahomes. Give me a Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl MVP. And uh, who knows? You could guess the Gatorade that will be um, poured down Andy Reid's back. Yeah, you know, I, I wish I could sit here and say I disagree, but I I don't. Like, I know Brady is a weird unicorn that will somehow find yes. its way into this game and 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 make it closer than it probably should be but I, I i agree the the chiefs are at a video game level of offensive competence and i love your your image of spewing a disgusting amount of confidence because it's just like get out of our way and see if you can like yeah you know you can't stop us and and it's and it's awesome and i know you know the storyline around Brady is how incredible is it? It's his tenth Super Bowl, and it's nuts what he's done. But you brought up a good point. I mean, the end of that NFC Championship game wasn't pretty, and the big matchup of the old guns of Breeze and Brady in the in the divisional round wasn't that great either. So I think there's this right, you know, aura around Brady, and rightfully so. But you're catching him at a time where there are some more vulnerabilities than there ever have been. And if there's any team that's going to, you know, exploit them offensively for sure and, and defensively would be the Chiefs. I mean, if it was, like, think about it. If there was any other match in the Super Bowl and if there was another NFC team in there, e- even if it was Aaron Rodgers against Patrick Mahomes, I don't think there's anybody that would, wouldn't take Patrick Mahomes. Like, the Chiefs are that good. I can't imagine that. It's only because of, like, the idea that because Tom Brady is there, it's a throws a wrench into this thing. Otherwise, oh, it's Chiefs all the way. Are, are you ready for the biggest no shit comment of the podcast ever so far? It's that you could take out Tom Brady and right Aaron Rodgers maybe is the other one you would throw in there because he was having an MVP style season. So say like you switch out you know Tom Brady for Aaron Rodgers, you'd think oh wow they have a really good chance, but. 
if you don't have Tom Brady on that Buccaneers team, you just take him out and you insert any other starting quarterback there. It's like you would you would give it to the Chiefs, hands down, no matter how good that Buccaneers defense has been playing, no matter how good that offensive line is, right? It's this, like you said, it's this aura that's around Tom Brady now. And the fact that he made it again, that, and I get it, you just tell yourself, well, he's he's proving me wrong to doubt it, like this this whole time, because we were doubting Tom Brady and the Bucs all the way until now in terms of going to and potentially winning the Super Bowl. He's there now. That's his stage, you know. It's it's and it's anybody's game, and I get it. Any given Sunday, that goes for any, that goes for week one or the Super Bowl. I understand that, and if there's anybody who understands that stage more than anybody else, it it would be Tom Brady. One thing the Chiefs have though is at least that experience of last year. One, which is huge, absolutely huge, and thinking of it. I say that because a lot of people would say the pressure is on Patrick Mahomes, actually. That while even on paper, even in the casinos, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the underdog. Not a gigantic underdog, but pretty substantial underdog for it being the Super Bowl and for you having Tom Brady on the team if you're the Buccaneers. And a lot of people are still saying the pressure is on Mahomes. Right. And, and I get that probably because the pressure a lot of time is going to be on the favorite, right? Like you're the favorite. You're the one who is so, supposed to win. But for Tom Brady, yeah, I, I guess I could see that. I mean, like I said, that kind of that storyline kind of always goes for the favorite, that the pressure's on them. But in terms of just which quarterback would have the more pressure on them, hell, Tom Brady, like I said, Tom Brady's old as dirt in terms of for quarterback years. Quarterback years, he's old as hell. And he still made it. So. Yeah, I guess I guess more would be on the younger QB, the the far significant younger QB, and Patrick Mahomes. But no, I, I think you're right because it's like thinking about like the Marino comp I made earlier. It's like you know Marino never made it back. There's no guarantee right. that Mahomes will make it back if let's say they lose this one, right? You never know. I mean, we've been talking about it for two weeks now about Aaron Rodgers. Like it's a crime that they only got one Super Bowl appearance and win for Aaron Rodgers' entire career. So you don't know. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, we're saying all these things, but you, you, th- this... No, you don't know. Yeah. This this Brady thing has just messed up everyone's brain. <laughs> that, that, that some, he messed it all up. He did. That, like, somehow it is normal to have been to 10 Super Bowls as a player. The Bears, as a franchise, have been to two. Yeah. Most teams have, haven't been... Like, I sent you that list earlier this week. It's a, it was yeah. the ESPN article that said... What teams are close to winning the Super Bowl and the least likely? And the Bears were like three to five years away, which is generous. But but when you read the list of the teams, the majority of them hadn't won a championship within the last decade or let alone had made it to a Super Bowl in their team's existence. So this Brady thing has completely boggled our minds to not understand how hard it is to still get to a Super Bowl. And it's why, like you said, that there kind of is a weird pressure on Mahomes to win it because you never know when you're going to get back. Ever. You never you never know. That Tom Brady has TB12 water and Super Bowl appearances for breakfast. I mean, it's just that simple. It's what he does. And like I said, so far Mahomes on a very, very early pace, but... Yeah, I mean, it's going to do something to your – I mean, facts are facts, right? I mean, I get it, and it skews it quite a bit away for you. But, you know, we're saying all this now, 
and I, I, I want to see Mahomes go out there and win on Sunday. I just do for multiple reasons. But how funny of a podcast will we have if you have a good battle between those two and somehow Brady – I mean – We'll both be inserting the shoe in the mouth. Like you'll be like, "Holy cow!" Like I, I yeah, the, my mind would be blown. Like honestly, if he does, if, if Tom Brady goes out and defeats the Kansas City Chiefs, and if the Kansas City Chiefs show up a good fight, I mean, I guess either way, if the Chiefs lose, I'll be shocked. Like I, I just will be, whether it be a good fight or not. I'm expecting it to be. I'm expecting it. If it's going to be a blowout, I would more expect it for the Chiefs to blow out the Bucks than vice versa. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I'll, I'll be. I'll just. I just won't believe it. Like. If Tom Brady goes out there and does it, it will just be ridiculous. I, I would have at that point like you just had enough. And um, many people had enough about four or five Super Bowl appearances ago. But that would be something. So just the possibility of it alone and the possibility of that, the the matchup of Mahomes v. Brady, even if Mahomes does go out there you know, and, and hangs 300-plus and two-plus touchdowns, three-plus touchdowns against the Buccaneers, and, you know, it's all a pretty normal status quo type of script, it'll still be nuts to see. It'll still be fun, right? So I don't think there's many storylines that will not make this a very, very compelling Super Bowl. The only thing that could perhaps make it more compelling is what the heck is going to be on my dinner table. And, Joey, I'm actually really excited to get to this because, as we mentioned on our last show – even if you're staying extremely safe, which you should be, and even if it's just a very, very small gathering or if it's just you and whoever else lives in your household, whether it's you solo, you and a roommate, you and a significant other, you know, whatever kind of family you have in your house, you name it, doesn't mean you still can't go ham for the Super Bowl f- feast, right? Like you could still have the, the delicious eats. So I'll throw it over to you. What are the top three food? You can mix in food and or beverage, cocktail, whatever you like, that are going to be on the dinner table for you come Sunday. See, unlike Thanksgiving, I feel like I can go way more than just three because I feel like this is – Isn't way- it better than Thanksgiving? A Super Bowl feast, correct me if I'm wrong, is better than a Thanksgiving oh, feast. Well, yeah, because it's way more fun and it's all these different appetizers. Like this is like – it's like Super Bowl tapas week. Like you can get as much stuff as you <laughs> want and 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 eat your way through your house. Uh, no, I, I'm excited. The problem is normally – you can get or make all this food, and then you have other people to eat it. Now it's like, how am I going to eat all this food? But anyways, I'll find a way. I think my top you know, order would have to simply go, well, I, see, here's the question before I start. Here we go. How do, we, how do we phrase it? Is it like, is it? Is Super Bowl food like all appetizers? Is it appetizers and is pizza like a main course or is that an app? Like I don't know how what the oh pizza is definitely are. an entree. No pizza is a main course for sure. Uh, chicken wings main course, yeah. So for sure, um, but still, I mean, you can have multiple. And I don't know who's going to eat. I guess it's going to have to be you know you. But if you want to have multiple entrees, go for it. Because why not? All right, good. Well, if we're all right, going, good because I'm having five. Yeah. <laughs> Well, normally, like, traditional, like, easy is just chicken wings and pizza as the mainstays. Like, that's perfect. Um, but if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to do pizza. So we'll go chicken wings. We'll do, like, homemade spinach and artichoke dip, which is dangerously good. And then the classic to round it out will be mini pigs in a blanket, like, hot dog cocktail weenies. They're so classic. They're so simple. 
and they have to be at your Super Bowl party. That's an incredible lineup. Incredible. I think so. I'll tell you something. I rarely do the whole pizza thing because if you get it done and you know you can you can get one delivered and just like the perfect timing where it's not too too early. You know, it's not it's not too like it's, you're not like two hours before kickoff, or you know you don't get it like in the middle of the halftime show, or like the the timing has to be perfect because there's like so many deliveries, right, or even pickups in terms of pizza on Super Bowl Sunday that you have to get it just right to be able to enjoy it with the rest of the stuff. So pizza to me is actually really tricky come Super Bowl Sunday. So it's actually not one of my main go tos. Chicken wings for sure. No matter how you do your buffalo, your your barbecue, your ter- – well, however you want to do it. Just chicken wings in general, yes. Call me crazy. You're going to think I'm – you're going to think I'm absolutely nuts because this is actually – it's getting so close to what I did for um, Thanksgiving was baked macaroni and cheese. There might even be some biscuits in there. I promise you. There, there really, really might be. So I think I might do that as well. I haven't dabbled enough with pigs in a blanket for for this for like you know Super Bowls before I might have to follow up on that, um, but okay if I need it to really narrow it down definitely chicken wings one are going to be there. <sighs> I would want to do the mac and cheese and biscuits. Don't know if that's for sure going to be there, um, but I mean probably mac and cheese actually for two would still have to find its way in there somehow, and then. I think that I might want to do, at least for this year, like maybe some kind of dessert. I, I, I'm telling you, it's going to be kind of like Thanksgiving-like where it's like, a, like an apple pie a la mode. Like really. I mean if that I'm thinking of the entrees, good. and there's a big one we both left out. There is a gigantic one we both left out, which is chili. So that would be a huge one. So I've never done Super Bowl chili. I make chili all the time for like normal days of the week. I've never done it Wait, for do you the really? Super Bowl. But not for how do you how do you just make chili throughout the days sometimes or like throughout the week here and there? But you never do it on the Super Bowl. I don't know. I think it's like <laughs> either whosoever house I've gone to or if we've hosted, it's always been more like appetizer oriented. Yeah, but never chili. I've gone places that have served chili at their parties. Yeah, but never at never at one I've hosted. You see, and it's it's funny you brought that up too. Like depending on where you're at, because I know some people will have like a beef with it, where it's like, oh man, I don't know, a Super Bowl food's great, but wherever I'm at, like it's just always appetizer. Like there's never really even an entree, unless maybe you're talking wings. But wings is more appetizer than entree. Who cares? Delicious food's delicious food. If at the end of the day you've had twenty thousand different appetizers, like you said, then it's just it's just National Tapas Day. It's national, yeah. you know. I gotta get the Dan Collins mac and cheese recipe though. You keep touting this. This is two I'm holidays. Two holidays. You've got mac and cheese going. Sh- maybe three, because I I might have no, I didn't do it on Christmas, but I would have. You know, if if I felt like it. Um, it, it's it's just it's just so delicious. I mean, it, it just is. But yeah, I think uh, that that's that's another safe one too. Like I said, the pizza it's just tricky. Just tricky with the pizza, but I feel most people out there, you definitely can't go wrong with the chicken wings and the chili or the chicken wings pizza, pizza chili. If you have pizza by itself, you definitely have to get creative with the appetizers because you can have pizza whenever you want, right? Like you have pizza every Sunday leading up into the Super Bowl, right? Like for Sunday night football or like there's pizza all the time or even the next day, maybe for Monday night football, like leading up into the Super Bowl, you want it to be a little special. So if it's just there, to act as the entree because you don't have the wings or you don't have the chili that's fine but i think at that point you have to you have to really spruce it up with like the artichoke dip which was amazing on your end or some people like the buffalo chicken dip and things like that i think you go there another thing we haven't thought about really quickly before we wrap up is um like just 
barbecue stuff, like ribs. You know, maybe some people like maybe get the smoker out. I don't know, you know, however you want to do it here in the Midwest or even where you're at on the East Coast, maybe get the smoker out or something like that. But I mean, if if you want to dabble in some good red meats and some barbecue, some barbecue style food, knock your socks off. I, I hope you enjoy that. But definitely will be some beer. There'll be some beer consumed as well. I didn't want to leave that part out. In terms of the liquids, definitely going to be a beer guy, and definitely probably you know what, whatever my favorite six pack is that I'm, or you know the, the six pack I'm having a taste for. That's what I'm picking up for me. That's what we're sipping on the whole game. And I'm telling this this one is good. I I can't remember a Super Bowl. And this is great considering the, the crazy 2020 we've all had, right, that we've all endured. I can't think of a Super Bowl I've been – I've anticipated more besides, you know, 2006 that included the Bears, of course. But I can't think of a Super Bowl where the Bears weren't included, which for my lifetime would only be one anyways, that I was more pumped about than this one coming up on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. And two, you can be ten times more pumped for the food because you're in control of everything. You don't have to please anybody else, and you can experiment on what's going to be perfect for next year's blowout when everyone can come over. Like, I, like that's, that's actually a gigantic positive, right? If, if you are, yeah. If you're just, if it's just you and your household, you know, you and a significant other or family, like, and you don't have to worry about Uncle Joe Schmo, right? Or you know, Aunt Jane Doe coming over who's going to critique the hell right. out of you know Joey's chef skills, then. Just give it a dabble. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Right. That's why it's like, all right, like we know all the staples will be there. Like, okay, I'll do chicken wings, the spinach artichoke dip, and the and the hot dog cocktail hot dogs. But like then it's like, all right, like, should we add a couple of things to it? Like, is there a jalapeno popper in the mix? Are there pulled pork sliders in the mix? Sorry, don't yes. send me to the Jewish food yes. police. Are there are there <laughs> Is there a 20-foot sub? Right. It could be anything. Is there a different kind of dip? Like the other day, we were just like, we have this in the house? Yes. Are we making onion dip? Yes. Yes. It's like I I know a co-worker (laughs) that that made this this Fiesta dip. And like you think of like dips like, oh, I guess whatever. She won the Super Bowl or holiday like food potluck bracket with her dip. And so it's like. I, we could make that this year. We could throw all these different things in and see what sticks. So then you're ready to rock in in the 2021-2022 Super Bowl. And you're like, look at me. I'm a chef. <laughs> Big fan. Make it happen. Make it happen. So plenty of things, as we talked about, to be excited. We we started the season or we started the show, the season. Oh, my goodness. We started. The, yeah. If you want to go all the way back to believe in Chicago sports episode one, by all means, go ahead. We started the show off on a on a fairly eh, pessimistic note but we ended on an optimistic and fun note look at us i think so food always makes us happy we should just incorporate food every day well we do eat every day i mean we should incorporate every show we can make this a food show really quick now that beer season's over and we you know, there's still some while for baseball and blackhawks bulls who will eventually get to those seasons are what they are so don't tempt me on the food topics you could well it's like i told you before the show like my dad you know renewed his bear season tickets for next year if we're all allowed to go to a game but what's the first thing I think about? It's not the game. It's the tailgate. Tailgate. So when am I getting my barbecue? 100%. That's all I need. <laughs> well, th- that should have been your immediate response to your dad. Right. It was, all right, well, what's on the menu week one? Right. There you go. A delicious skirt steak. Hmm. That's going to be good. All right. Well, now that we've gotten you all hungry, good luck with the rest of your day. <laughs> but that's going to do it for us here on the Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast. Thank you for jumping on and, and hanging with us during this show. We look forward to talking to you post-Super Bowl. We'll see if all our predictions are right and what's going on in Chicago sports. 
uh, when we get to it, um, you know, this weekend and, and Monday morning. But for Dan Collins, I'm Joey Gelman, and you can follow him on Twitter at TweetDanCollins. I'm at Joey Gelman, the show Believe in Chicago Sports. He's also on Twitter at Believe in Chicago, part of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Happy Super Bowl weekend. We look forward to talking to you guys again soon and hopefully with some full bellies and an awesome game to talk about. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.